0: But you know what? I thought you were mysterious like my mother Until it turned out the mysterious just made depressed, alright? Hard to reach I mean, I'm dying here I don't like going out You know that I get anxiety when I have to meet people You know how hard that is Everything you touch turns to shit Like King Midas' idiot brother Jesus but if you two aren't the biggest pair of fuck-ups I've
1: ever met in my entire life? Hello, everyone, and welcome to Give Us a Second uh, Minisode series, brought to you by the greatest moments in the history of forever. I'm Zach. I'm Matt. And this is the 27th edition,
2: The Best of the Decade, Part 1. Always agonizing trying to make a top ten list or top of anything list. Well, we should explain it. Because the listener
1: doesn't know what we're doing.
2: Okay, go for it. So,
1: this is it. We are wrapping up the decade here very shortly. And so, we decided to go ahead and... Holy shit. Come up with our top ten.
2: It's, like, just hitting me that, like, we're heading into, like, 2020. The Roaring Twenties. Holy shit. Once again.
1: (laughs) So, each of us have... Come up with our top 10 films of the past decade, starting in 2010 up until now. And we will be covering numbers 10 through 6 on both of our lists here in part 1. Right. And part 2 will be coming in a few days from now. And that will be covering number 5 through number 1. As always, follow the show <laughs> on Twitter at Pod. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Rate and review. Rate and review. Yada, yada, yada. Let's get
2: to it. Let's jump into these lists. Uh, Yeah, I have to say, it's weird going through this exercise. I mean, I looked through so many movies. I was, like, revisiting lists that I've made every year for, like, the best of the year. I certainly had a fondness for the year 2010. I'll say that right now.
1: Yeah, I think popular wisdom would be that movies have gotten worse and maybe overall they have but when you go back over the last decade and try to narrow it down to 10 it's pretty tough and i made the caveat right off the bat no ties i know we do ties a lot for our top tens of the year or whatever (laughs) (laughs) well i do yeah in order to make it a little more challenging and more fun, we limited our lists to ten. Now, that's not going to prevent us from maybe throwing some honorable mentions out at the very end of part two of this. Give us a second thing.
2: Oh, good. But... I need time to get my honorable mentions If you don't together.
1: want to think about honorable mentions, then you can shut it off once we reach number one in part two of this, and that's it. Just ten movies each. Yeah. Whatever. Do you want to go first, or do you want me
2: to go first? Yeah, why don't I go first? Number ten, for me. Okay. This one was not on the list until, you know, it came right down to the end. But I'm a huge champion of this movie. I feel like it kind of took some heat at the time, and people were kind of down on it overall, even though it did very well. The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, you think darkness is your ally.
0: You merely adopted the dark... I was born in it, molded by it. I didn't see the light until I was already a man. By then, it was nothing to me but blinding. <laughs> the shadows betray you because they belong to me.
2: I think it's a fucking awesome movie. Christopher Nolan, once again.
1: Now, that's 2012,
2: correct? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And I I just think that, like, no one was making a superhero movie on this level. I mean, we all know, like, how iconic, like, The Dark Knight was, but I'll just always remember being super excited for this movie, and I loved it. I thought it was really well done. I went and saw it again opening weekend. Yeah, I did, too. It's certainly a movie that, after it came out, I watched it a bunch of times again. Sure, years away from it a little bit, like, I'm not rushing to watch it, but it's one that I could throw on any summer night and would be into.
1: Yeah, I think it gets a bad rap, you know, because of the internet and YouTube and Twitter and all this shit. You get a lot of armchair critics, not even disparaging that because what the fuck are we if not armchair critics, (laughs) but... It's a generation now of oh my logic, my logic, it doesn't make sense. You know the whole thing with him going over to that jail that's in the ground and then right. somehow getting back to Gotham overnight or whatever. People just really hung up on details like that. We actually touched on this way back oh, in yeah, the yeah. It Follows episodes, right. like these stupid internet videos that people make trying to ruin every single thing ever. It's so dumb.
2: Well, yeah, and but I, I, I don't yeah, I argue think it, with anyone. That at the very least, the first, like, half of this is, like, I, I think, like, as good as The Dark Knight. I mean, I think it falls off, certainly, and it doesn't, like, carry through. In it. Yeah, I mean, is, like, the overall Bane villain as good as the Joker? No. But I I, I just think that this is a really awesome movie.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think it's, in terms of pure spectacle and entertainment, it's so much better than a lot of these modern Marvel movies that just give worship to no oh, man. Yeah.
2: It's to me it's not even they're not even comparable.
1: Yeah, I know. There's no jokey winking at the camera all the time and how funny can we be and oh, just right. stupid garbage uh, oh. they put in these Avengers movies that a, are just insulting to people really. The first time just get lapped up by these right. audiences.
2: Obviously, like I was super, super excited for the Dark Knight Rises. Watching it in the theater the first time, it was, like, so tense. Like, that fight scene that him and Bane have is just, like, so brutal and
1: suspenseful. Yeah, of course, the Hans Zimmer score, just like the other Batman movies that Nolan did, is off the charts. I think Bane is cool. Having Anne Hathaway as Catwoman. I mean, I'm always an Anne Hathaway fan. I know a lot of people aren't, but this may be even one of her best performances. She does shitty thing after shitty thing to <laughs> right. Batman, and yet you still buy Our Batman forgiving her every yeah. time, because you're just like, she just seems like she's pretty cool. Yeah, it's just like badass, though. <laughs> okay, my number 10, and I guess I should start out by saying, in order to somehow narrow everything down into 10 movies, I set out two early parameters for myself, the first of which I managed to stick to, which is I decided I would not to more than one movie by any one director. That way I could get more of a sampling of different people onto the list and also just made it easier to narrow it down. <laughs> I know. So, yeah, I mean, basically that's cheating, and you didn't really have to do that, but I decided to do that.
2: (laughs) I loved when you were explaining your rules to me, like, when we talked about this a couple weeks ago, and immediately I'm thinking to myself, shit, well, how am I going to do that? And then you're like, well, you don't have to follow that. And it's like, oh, yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah, this was just for
1: me to somehow do this, because you know that I wanted to include 48 movies on this list. (laughs) Right, yeah. And second, I decided that I was not going to include any movies from 2019, and... Also, no movies from 2018.
2: A rule that you would maybe pull back?
1: Right. The thinking at the time was, well, it takes time for a movie to really settle in and decide how I'm going to feel about it. Oh, yeah. Because a lot of the movies that ultimately did not make my list were movies that I would not have dreamed of not putting on the list had we done this a few years ago. However, things change. Oh, they do. They do. You know, it made sense to me to maybe exclude 2018 and 2019. But for circumstances that I'm not going to get into right now, a spot <laughs> opened up on my list well, after it had been done. That's ominous. We'll talk about it in the honorable mentions at okay, the end of part right. 2. I had a slot open up and I thought, well, what movie goes in there? And I ended up with my number 1 movie from last year, Hereditary, directed by Ari Aster.
0: Charlie, it's Mommy.
1: And Daddy and Peter. Charlie,
0: if you're in this room with us, I'm gonna have us all touch the glass. Don't add pressure. Now, if you're in here, Charlie, I want you to move the glass for us. Even if it's just a tiny bit, even if it's just the tiniest little movement, okay, Charlie? What the hell? What? You don't feel that? What? Feel what? Like, you don't feel the air flexing? Wow! Yes! Thank you, Charlie! That was so good! Okay. Now, Charlie, what I'd like for you to do is, I'd like for you to show them what you did earlier. Can you show them what you just did for me before? Mom. Look, yeah, she's going to do it. That's enough. What? No, 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 no. Listen, mm. when I did this earlier, this manifested on the page. I saw it. <coughs> Mom, I saw what it. What is it? It's Charlie. Did you finish hey. Charlie? Did you want to draw some more? You can keep going. Stop, <coughs> Stop, Stop it. Stop it. We need to keep our fingers touching. <coughs> you are scary. No, I am not. Peter, Peter, listen. <coughs> <Let's> Stop it. <coughs> listen, Uh, There is no need to be scared. uh, This is your sister. uh, uh, Charlie? What's wrong? Hello? Mom? 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 I don't like this. Dad, I don't like this. What's happening? Please stop. Oh, What's stop going on? This. Mom! Please, you really freak me out. Please stop. What's happening? Why is everyone please scared? Stop. Why are you the scaring them? Make it stop! Make it fucking Daddy? stop! Make it stop! 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 Stop it! Please stop! Stop! Stop, stop. 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 Mom. stop. Make it!
1: Now we are literally just a couple of days away from oh, yeah. being able to see his follow-up Midsummer. We have
2: our seats ordered already.
1: Right. This won't get posted until after we've seen it. But Okay. So what did you think about <laughs> Midsummer? It was fucked up, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it's two and a half hours. But the reason I felt like I had to include Hereditary was I honestly don't know if I've ever been more scared in the theater. Oh, yeah. Because by the time you're old enough to see R-rated movies, you're probably at an age where you're not really going to be scared of them.
2: I would agree with that. I and think... yet Hereditary was not comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this dude did like an awesome job directing it. I think it's going to be similar with Midsummer, and it's going to fucking creep me out. Hopefully. And it's just
1: undeniable, and... I get it. A lot of people weren't on the same wavelength as the movie. It seemed to be a movie that split audiences down the middle. Some people were bored with it. Other people were locked in on it and could not have been more scared. But I think it fits in with the top scariest movies of all time, whether it's The Exorcist, Rosemary's Baby, whatever. It it fits in with that classic vibe and I I think more people will discover it over the years.
2: And what's the name of the woman that's in it?
1: Tony Collette. Yeah,
2: I actually... I find myself to be like a big Toni Collette fan. Well, she's a really great actress
1: yeah. and she not only deserved to be nominated for Best Actress last year, she should have won. Yeah, she was really good. And yet, horror movies generally don't get the respect they deserve and so Hereditary was pretty much ignored for all awards but yep. it's a movie that really stuck with me and I own it now on 4K. Never want to watch it. Ultra HD Blu-ray and I'm too nervous. I just, yeah. I don't really want to watch <laughs> right. it. Okay, let's hear your number nine.
2: Number nine for me, a movie that certainly stuck with me for years after I watched it and was just like a big, I mean, it just felt like more than a movie. It felt like a hobby to me, like the whole culture around it. Scott Pilgrim vs. The World.
0: What's the deal? Seriously. Yep, you said that last night. You know what really sucks, though? What? Everything. Oh, come on, guy. You can't say you didn't see this coming. What? What did you think these were? Kisses? Seven little kisses? Seven deadly X's. 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 Why does everything have to be so complicated? If you want something bad, you have to fight for it. Step up your game, Scott. Break out the L word. Lesbian? The other L word. Lesbians? It's love, Scott. I wasn't trying to trick you. Hey, buddy, look. If she really is the girl of your dreams, then you have to let her know. You have to overcome any and all obstacles that lie in your path. You can do it. Be with her. It's your destiny. Plus, I need you to move out. What? Yeah, I'm kind of banking on her calling you back so I don't have to evict you and you feel guilty and shit.
1: Yes, this would be one of the ones that ended up not making my list, but like I said, would have been a shock a couple of years ago. Yeah,
2: and I kind of get that, like, certainly time apart from it. I actually watched it again the other day for the first time in a while. And, yeah, I mean, there's definitely a ton of parts of it that feel, like, hokey and kind of take you out of it because it is, like, this crazy, like, video game comic book world. Right. But that's what Which I love Which was about... charming at the time. Sure. Yeah. But it's still super unique. It's super well done. I love the cast. It's funny pretty much the whole way through, and just pure entertainment.
1: Yeah, it's a movie that I think very specifically appeals to guys of a certain age demographic. And I think recently I've probably finally aged out of the group that this movie really appeals to. Well,
2: I think I am out of it too, but I certainly have a nostalgia for being in it.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah, I would agree with that. This was a tough one for me to leave off because I do think it's really funny and you're right. I mean it was like a cultural thing for us. Sure. It wasn't a yeah. huge, huge movie, right. but for the people that were in on it, it seemed to define us in a Absolutely. weird way. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. I I do think that there's sort of a cultural backlash against this movie now. Well it, it came very out... light, but Yeah.
2: It definitely came out in the heart of the Michael Sarah backlash. So I always Yeah, I'm talking that. about more like just the subject matter. And okay, the, yeah. You know, the whole
1: whatever. But, you know, yeah, right. I don't even want to go down those roads. Sure. But, okay. like, you know, people I mean, I complain like about, that about, about everything.
2: Every, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, you can make those types of arguments about literally every movie and everything.
1: Okay, my number nine is American Honey. Oh, yeah. Hey, you decided to come, yeah?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I figured you would. Did you now? Yeah. I mean, you like me, you know, it's obvious. You always just cocky. <laughs> 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 yeah. Why you shirty?
2: Huh?
0: Yeah, you. Yeah. mother. <laughs> You're not part <laughs> of this, bitch. <history. laughs> Three. Stop! 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 You stop fucking around and help me. Yeah. You wanna go get the trunk? Here. Hey. Right here. You coming with us? Yes, ma'am. You must be the little redneck Where's chick man. Gosh, uh, what's your name? Star, ma'am. That's your real name? Yes, ma'am. How old are you? 18. So you're a brown woman now. Yeah, I guess. Where's that accent from? Yeah, Texas. See a southern girl, a real American honey like me. What? Do you know that song? Show me the color. No. no uh, get, off. Get, off, get off. Get off. Get off. Get off. You know how to work hard? On, Business is tough. I only take hard workers. <laughs> yeah, I can work hard. Yo, get in there. Hey. Hey. What the fuck's going on? We're getting in. Get in the car. That's what I'm doing.
2: You got anybody who's going to miss
0: you? Not really. Okay, good. You're hired.
1: Came out in 2016, directed by Andrea Arnold, who's now in the middle of directing Big Little Lies Season 2. Yeah, and doing a pretty good job with it, I think. This movie is the most unlikely movie (laughs) to end up on my top 10 list it's a a nearly
2: three hour movie about dirty kids selling magazines starring Shia LaBeouf (laughs) this one is not on my list but was close and I did think about it I mean movies that had an impact on me I will still always remember like after we got done watching this I was just like it really like shook me (laughs) you know
1: yeah it's one of those movies that you just inhabit the world of and the movie's so long and yet it felt like it could have been even longer because you're just experiencing it as if it's actually happening right yeah there's almost like a documentary feel to it at times that's the thing it's a lot of uneasy moments even though
2: nothing super terrible happens in it it's kind of like this world that if somebody was like explaining the movie to me i think i would be like Wow, that seems weird. But like when you're watching the movie, it just seems so real, and it's kind of like haunting. Yeah, great performances. And
1: the truth of it is, Shia LaBeouf is a good actor. I, mean, I, I, I don't think so, know. Yeah. I know he's a weirdo, and I know oh, people yeah. generally don't like him because of stuff that he does. But he always has that it factor in these movies that you really can't take your eyes off of him. And he's got a couple of interesting movies on the horizon right now. I think that are both coming out this year. It's he finds a way to get it done, despite the fact that people don't like him. Oh, yeah. All right. We both have the same
2: number eight movie somehow. Wow. So Every you can go ahead while, and... Lockstep. Introduce it. The Coen Brothers, Inside Lewin Davis.
0: Who won the lottery tonight?
2: Huh? Wow, I'm staying at Al Cody's. So, when do you want to do the...
0: Have the them? abortion... The sooner, the better.
2: Okay. I'll see when the guy can do it, then. The
0: guy? I hope it's a doctor. Yeah, 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 he's a doctor. You got the money? Yes, I have the money, don't worry. With you, I worry. Well, you shouldn't. Yes, I should. God knows you never do. You just let other people at your method of birth control. Oh, please don't start with the double condoms again. Do you ever think about the future at all?
2: (sighs) The future? You mean like flying cars? Hotels on the moon? Tang? And this is why you're fucked? No, it's why you're fucked. You're just trying to blueprint a future, move to the suburbs with Jim, have kids.
0: That's bad.
2: If that's what music is for you, a way to get to that place, then yeah, it's, it's, it's a little careerist. And it's a little square. And it's a little sad.
0: I'm sad? You're the one who's not getting anywhere. You don't want to get anywhere. Me and Jim try. I do. I want to We get... try. You sleep on the couch.
2: It's a bad thing to throw in my face, man. You know,
0: you don't want to go anywhere. And that's why all the same shit is going to keep happening to you, because you want it to. Is that why? Yes, and also because you're an asshole who sleeps with other people's women. Let's not forget
2: that. Well, you're being pretty kind to yourself now, aren't you? Who's catching you on tonight? I told you, Al Cody's. You don't listen. Both own the Criterion Collection Blu-ray for this one.
1: 2013, we're still in that post No Country for old Men grace period where right. everyone was really hot on the coen brothers again because you know they had their peak with Ebs fargo yeah then people started to lose interest i guess oh brother were out that was also pretty popular True. but for the most part the 2000s up until no country for old men were almost like a downtime where yeah. people were losing interest they come back win best picture for no country for old True. men and
2: if we were doing a top 10 for 2000 to 2009 or whatever. No Country for Old Men would definitely be on that list for me. <laughs>
1: yeah, me too. And they come back the next year with True Grit, which people were like, okay, this is pretty good. I still enjoyed True Grit. Uh, there was some confusion about why they were remaking a movie that John Wayne had made and whatever. So Inside and Davis is basically like an art house movie that was released in the awards season that didn't get. Very much recognition. I think it was almost a disappointment as far as the award season went. And I think it's a shame because I think there's a lot going on in this movie. And it's, oh, yeah. it's certainly like a, a commentary on the arts in general yeah. about selling
2: out versus not selling out. Struggling. I mean, it's cold. It's dark. You know what I mean? It, yeah. It's and just, also
1: funny. True.
2: It's very funny. But I mean, just that kind of story of this guy who, who has it and he's like kinda on the cusp of making it and it's just like he it's just he can't get it going. Yeah,
1: it's like I I think that the character of Lewin Davis is supposed to have all the talent in the world, but he's just missing the it factor, like I talked about with Shia LaBeouf. Right. It's like he's just not quite getting it. Yeah. He's always somehow missing the mark. He's either yeah. right behind the times Or he's not exactly what someone's looking for in a particular moment. Oh, yeah. He's making bad decisions.
2: And it's kind of like you said, I mean, there's just something comically tragic about it.
1: Yeah, and the way that the movie ends with Bob Dylan doing an original song and basically just closing the door on everything Lewin Davis had done. Like, that whole thing of playing traditional standard folk songs is just dead instantly just like that yeah yeah and it's just like everything he was doing doesn't matter anymore it's such a brutal but real way to end
2: it. <laughs> i just think it's a great movie i think it's i kind of feel like it's underrated i don't yeah, know it's it, definitely underrated. i don't know if people are down on it it's just like people don't really care about it or Yeah, I mean,
1: it wasn't a huge release, and it didn't get the award stuff, so it never really rolled out to be very big, and I'm sure most people just didn't even see it.
2: Sure. And a clip from it in our intro. That's true. Everything you touch turns to shit.
1: (laughs) So that was my number eight as well, so why don't you go ahead and introduce number seven.
2: Yeah, so number seven for me, Blade Runner 2049, which was 2017?
1: Yes. Yes. Denny Villeneuve. Yeah,
2: a cool-ass director, I think, coming off of Arrival. Got Gosling in the mix. Harrison Ford back. Uh, a winning combination for me. Insanely long, insanely big. Just a giant movie, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I mean, do I have some complaints about it? Sure. But overall, it, it it does it for me, and I think it's a cool-ass movie. My future wife, Ana Dermas, in it. <laughs> I also like the chick that plays, like, the other whatever robot
1: <laughs> i think is she love yeah and anna
2: there like, joy yeah she's love and that fight scene that she has with ryan gosling like in the water yeah is fucking cool it's an
1: awesome movie it's one of the best looking movies i've ever seen it, oh yeah it played really cool in imax and everything
2: it did this thing where it kind of honored the original but just like took it to this whole other level Yeah, it's
1: something that, for fans of the original, were lucky to have gotten, because the original didn't make any money, and obviously it became a cult hit and everything, and this movie was, like, a huge budget, and of course did not make that money back, and was widely seen as kind of a flop, so it's like... We're lucky to have gotten it. And so for those of us who are in on the original
2: and this, we're like, yes, we have this now. And this is definitely... It's like we
1: got away with something by having it.
2: (laughs) This is definitely one of those movies, though, that's just like every couple months, I'm like, you know what? I kind of feel like throwing that on. It makes you wonder what they're thinking with all of this Dune stuff with
1: Villeneuve doing. Because it's like, is this going to be another huge budget thing that's going to turn into a disaster? They're... Somehow trying to make it into a new movie plus a TV series. Oh and boy, everything. that
2: is just never a good idea to me.
1: And I think they're casting Timothy Chalamet in like the lead. Okay. And there's yeah. so many people in this Dune reboot.
2: But yeah, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I mean, it worked for me. I-, I loved it. I, you know, I think a lot of people probably don't really care about it, especially for how much money they put into it. But I loved it.
1: Yeah, that was a tough one for me to leave off, but. It's certainly one that if we did this top 10 list, you know, five years in the future, that could potentially come back in the mix. Make mine. So, yeah, I mean, that movie's still recent enough where it can move, in my appreciation of it. Yeah. Ultimately, these top 10 lists are just like how we're feeling in this period of time when we're making it. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I I do think that overall, this past decade is probably a little underrated and underappreciated. I do think that people focus on the doom and gloom narrative all the time, which is fair because I do think that we are headed towards a time where theater chains will probably start closing and the whole idea of going to the movies is going to be different and whatever. So it's fair to to comment on that. But there are a lot of great movies, which is evidenced by the fact that we don't even have that much overlap between our two lists. Oh, that's true, yeah. Okay. My number seven Gone Girl Oh yeah Directed by David Fincher Which we did on this show Last September
2: I always think of her head I picture cracking her lovely skull
0: Unspooling her brains Trying to get answers The primal questions of any marriage What are you thinking? How are you feeling? What have we done to
1: each other? It was tough for me because, as I pointed out, I was only going to do one movie per director. So choosing the Fincher movie was hard because pretty much anything he's done this past decade could have easily been on my list.
2: So for some reason, so Gone Girl was super close to being on my list, too. For some reason, the one time that it kind of stuck with me to use that rule, even though I didn't, but for for some reason it, i did it with fincher like i i was like i think i'm just going to pick one fincher movie okay and it's not this one but it was damn close it was hard to pick between the 3 i'll say that yeah and this is a
1: definite lightning rod of a movie which we talked about in our episode on it super controversial the main female character does stage a rape and everything which is probably something that post me too they wouldn't even want to do this movie. Yeah, it's weird Yet that it happened was that close to it.
2: Successful, it opened oh, yeah. pretty well. It did, it did good. It had a great in theater experience for this. Really, like the <laughs> yeah. crowd was very lively for it. Yeah, it was a very
1: popular book, and the movie works. I don't know. It's just this really fucked up portrait of a crumbling American marriage and what happens when two terrible people are together. And I
2: love the kind of comedy and criticisms over like the media and the way that we react to things as a society. Mm -hmm. You know, and how the media can dictate that and manipulate it. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack in Gone Girl. Absolutely. (laughs) There's
1: a lot going on. It's a long movie and it's stuffed with good things. Yeah, I I think
2: gone girl is just an amazing movie okay what's your number six so this one for me probably uh if you asked me at a different time it would have been a different movie by this director but i watched this again like a few months ago and i had had some time away from it and i was just finding myself like really being into it and it's uh david o russell american hustle you're
0: gonna do this because
2: you got no choice you work for me you keep changing the rules you no, know, you're getting a little power drunk. Richard, you know, you want to tell him Edith? You want to wake him up?
0: Oh, no, I said we shouldn't do any of it, Irvin. You know I said that. So now I support Richie. He's got vision. Do it heavy or don't do it. what it? I mean, he's the one ruling America, not me. How the f- am I ruining America?
2: Because
1: people just got over Watergate and Vietnam, all right? And you're going to shit all over politicians again? It's just because you want to be a big shot, get a promotion.
0: No, I'm promotion. thinking big. All right, this is going to be fantastic. We're doing video surveillance. I'm doing this from the feet up.
1: You will never do it properly because you got too much government attitude to be small and sleek. I'm like the Viet Cong, man, all right? I'm in and I'm out. I was there the whole time. You don't know it, all right? That's an art of
2: becoming somebody who
1: people can pin
2: their beliefs
0: and their dreams on.
2: And I think at one point I would have been like Silver Linings Playbook over American Hustle. Mm-hmm. But when I watched this a few months ago, man, I was just like, Man, the performances in this movie are just so good. I love all the characters. I love everything that's going on in it. Amy Adams, Bradley Cooper, certainly Christian Bale. It's just such a fun movie. Jennifer Lawrence is unbelievable in it.
1: Yeah. It might be her best performance, even
2: edging out Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah, I think she's better in American Hustle. It's just in kind of a smaller role. Yeah.
1: I love American Hustle. This is probably your most controversial pick because it seems like the narrative of this movie flipped almost immediately because it came out to good reviews and people just
2: kind of turned on it overnight. I'm not really sure why. I almost feel like that had an impact on me. I kind of had a memory of this movie being kind of stale. Even though I liked it when it came out and it was certainly on my list for that year. I don't know. I feel, I guess I kind of soured on it too, maybe in reaction to this, but like I said, I watched this a few months ago and I, I just think this is an awesome movie. Like it's hilarious, it's entertaining, you know, it's just a fun ride.
1: I would almost compare it to a movie we did on the podcast recently, Basic Instinct, which is just like in the sense that it's taking movie stars, just throwing them out there and just acting like movie stars. Oh, it's yeah. over the top. Right. People chewing scenery, doing crazy things. Uh, Bradley Cooper's got like a perm. <laughs> <laughs> Christian Bale is fat with like that whole
2: Weird, come comb over thing, thing. Yeah. and
1: you know, Amy Adams is great, and Jennifer Lawrence steals the show in a small part, plus Jeremy Renner.
2: Oh, right, oddly yeah. enough. Even, I mean, obviously, you know, Louis C.K., <laughs> kind of a weird one to bring up these days, but his scenes are funny, yeah, because ultimately, like Basic Instinct, there are a lot of parts of American
1: Hustle that don't make sense. Oh, you're yeah, just like what is happening? How <laughs> explain this yeah. again, but like that all- doesn't even really matter in the end because yeah. it's just crazy scenes and a lot of fun, and there's a certain electricity to it that I think is missing from a lot of award yes, season type uh, movies I, that I would jerk searching. off over.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was searching for that word a little bit. It is. It's an electric movie. Yeah, people
1: sometimes focus on I mean, I know I repeat the same shit over and over <laughs> and over, but it's just like Well, you need to though. There's so much emphasis on the politics of a movie, on the ideology of a movie. Of all of these different things that people hold up as very important, and while politically, I would probably agree with most of this stuff, and I do think more needs to be done to level the playing field for minorities, for women, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that doesn't mean yeah that those things equal good right or entertaining. And I think sometimes people forget that a movie should be entertaining first and foremost. And when you have a movie that crackles with the electric energy of American Hustle, that should be held in a higher regard than I think it is right now. And that's kind of a scary and disappointing road we're heading down. Because I just think people have turned on these things and they're not interested in rewarding exciting entertaining things
2: yeah and i mean while i certainly don't hold it on the level of like a boogie nights when it comes to like my all-time list or anything but i think it has that type of vibe going on where it's just like all these people playing these like crazy characters you know yeah
1: okay so my number six technically came out in 2016 although we did not see it until the spring of 2017 it is a movie from France, and it is my only non-English movie on the list, and that would be Raw, oh, wow. directed by Julia yeah. De Cornell,
2: Uh When I, I was looking back at my list, and this was the year it came out, I had it as my number two. I was like, for sure, Zach will have that on his list. <laughs> yeah, Raw was awesome. I mean, that was talk when you talk about like memorable theater experiences for me. That's like <laughs> right up there. Teenage French
1: cannibals at some sort of a veterinary school. I yeah. don't know how to explain it. It's in the same vein as Jennifer's Body or Ginger Snaps or even Poison Ivy. Oh, yeah, the but there's certainly recently. like a, quote, rawness to this that's <laughs> yeah. not
2: in those movies.
1: Yeah, and I think sometimes you do have to seek out foreign films to get things that are missing these days from American films because oh, yeah. it just isn't the same well, kind dude, of market even, uh, for them these, anymore.
2: I mean, very quick aside, but even... Cold War, I found myself thinking about recently and just how much I loved the story. Yeah. You know, it's a dark movie, but it's certainly a little bit different than what I'm used to seeing these days. But Raw, I mean, the only reason I think I didn't really consider this for my list is I haven't seen it since we saw it in the theaters. So it's kind of out of mind for me a well, little I bit. Well, I saw it twice in the theaters and I've watched it once on Blu ray. <laughs> it's certainly an awesome movie. I mean, the end was probably my favorite ending of movies that year for sure. <laughs> There's so many crazy
1: moments in it, a lot of like gross out stuff, a lot of body horror, it's sure. reminiscent yes. of Cronenberg in that sense, and it just doesn't shy away from going for a crazy moment. And it's like a highly charged version of well, those yeah. other two-girl friendship movies that I referenced. It's very I would agree that wild. it's packed with crazy moments. <laughs> yeah. And so I loved it, and it stuck out to me ever since I saw it, and it I definitely had to make the list for me. So I think we will wrap up part one. Okay. Follow the show on Twitter, at
2: GreatestPod. Tune in next time for one through five.
1: Yeah, and like I said, that will be coming... Just in a couple of days, so be on the lookout for that. Make sure you're subscribed, that way you're seeing all of the Give Us a Seconds plus the regular apps and everything else. And, believe it or not, we will do our third episode of On the Record. We haven't abandoned it after two. It's coming back. One we can't, run. because I spent time making that new intro for us. <laughs> we true. have to do more of this. Yes. <laughs> Despite the fact that we just seriously don't care about music anymore. Yeah, but we like to pretend <laughs> that we do. And we once we did. Again.
2: Yes, right. That's <laughs> yeah. true.
1: All right, so keep an eye out for the second half of this, and we'll see you next time.
0: I miss you. I miss you. I miss you. Uh, nothing's been the same since you left, and I, I won't even try to hide that. Um, none of the relationships have worked because of you. And um, and I'm, I miss you, man. I, I mean, I don't know how else to say it. I, I I lost I lost my lover, and I lost my best friend. And you lost your lover, and you lost your best friend. Okay, so th- that part's pretty even. But you gained a lover, and you gained a best friend. I gained a couple of lovers, or I gained one lover, but I gained no friends, I have no, I, there's nobody there to come home to, to call, to tell all the great stuff, and, and like right now, I feel my professional life is like at a nine, and my personal life is at like a two.